You gotta beat the man. And that's the bottom line for Costanzo Cesta. With a million. WPod TPS Radio, Mike James, Mike James, WrestleMania 29 is in the books. We have a new, well, we've got two new champions, but more on the World Heavyweight Champion a bit later. Uh, for me, an average WrestleMania, a very heated crowd for Raw. If in terms of judging WrestleManias, I'll put it in between the 40 to 50% range of WrestleManias if you all put them in a long, put them in a long list, which we have done. Anyway, WrestleMania 29, Raw, new champions, Mike. Hi. Excellent. Um, Mike's got a mic problem at the moment. And it's true. The, the, there's two, the, the problem with Mike this evening is that there's two of me. There's a second Mike roaming around Orpington doing horrible things to people. That's not good. That's not good. I know. So if, if someone comes up to you and suddenly whispers some very strange sexual things, it's not me this time. This time? What? No, it's, 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 it's just not me. Okay, it's, it's never you, you mean? No, I'm a good Catholic boy. I'm, I'm sure you are, Mike. I'm sure you are a good Catholic boy. That's why I always insist, that's why I sit up on church wedding for you and I. Mmm, beautiful. <laughs> wow, they, 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 there you go. We embrace diversity here at WW Pod. And talking about embracing diversity, uh, onto the diverse opinions that people had about WrestleMania 29. There we go, well done. So, Mike, if you were to sum it up, we're talking about your thumb again. Uh, okay, as we often do. Um, where and, is it? Uh, where is your thumb? Where is your thumb, Mike? Twelve o'clock being absolutely the best place it could be if you enjoyed WrestleMania. And I've, I'm going to propose on the show when we look at pay per views, Mike. We have. We're, we're, I'm going to propose um, an, an idea, and if you don't like it, we won't do it. So it's completely up to you. What's that? When we review pay-per-views, now we're in the what new era, but I always find in between WrestleManias, it's almost like a new year, uh, so to speak, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. So in this new year of WWE Pod, when we review pay-per-views, I I suggest we look at the matches, but not in the order, not in the order they appeared. We go from the worst match to the best match. Blimey, quite a change. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Worst match to the best match. Yes. Yeah, I can see. I can see you thinking. Yeah, I quite like it. It, it changes it around, doesn't it? it? Doesn't make it so obvious. I just, I just hope it doesn't get complicated. If you see what I mean, it doesn't go like what would be next. What the, uh, uh, that, that 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 sort of thing. Well, maybe it's something. I literally just came up with the idea. Maybe it's something we talk about before we go on the air. But um, <laughs> next time. But you you'll hear it live to tape, so to speak. Um, uh, for your very ears, listeners. For your very lovely ears. Well, hang on, hang on. Surely we're reviewing a pay-per-view this evening. We better decide pretty quickly. We better decide. Wow. I mean, for you, what was the worst match? The worst match? Uh, let me think. Uh, we had... What was bad? I can't remember... Let's see. What happened in Del Rio Swagger? Did much happen there? I can't remember. Not much happened there. 
not much happened other than uh, Del Rio beating Swag. It was quite the average match. Um, the, there was not much heat for it at all. Fine, fine. I, I mean, he... I, I'll, I'll uh, just remind ourselves of the matches. We obviously had the Miz defeating Wade Barrett via submission on the pre-show. We, we won't count that, obviously, because it wasn't on the main show. But we obviously have the Shield versus Seamus Orton Big Show. We had Mark Henry versus... <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we might begin with that one. Mark Henry versus Ryback. Team Hell No uh, versus Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. Uh, Fandango uh, versus Chris Jericho, Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger, Undertaker Punk, Triple H Lesnar, John Cena Rock. I'm going to find it difficult to do an order for this because sadly a lot of it wasn't very good. Well, Mike, we will. We won't. We will. We will work through it like always. I'm. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to throw the first match to talk about out there then, from well, from the worst to the best. Uh, Mark Henry versus Ryback. But that was a laugh. It was. <laughs> It was a laugh, but when if you looked at Raw today as well for that brief thirty seconds didn't they had there, it's it's um uh, the it just had I think Dave uh, I, I want to quote Dave Meltzer um he said something about it just had you know the look of hopelessness on there. What you mean, Henry Ryback? I think he used the word hopelessness. Yes. Well, of course it does. I mean, Henry's fucking awful, and Ryback's quite average. Yes, and, and as far as we're concerned, I, I mean. We were quite surprised that Mark Henry won, especially after you know, the results of ha- you know what happened on Raw. Well, yeah, but I guess if I guess if they hadn't done that, then Henry walking out at the start of Raw and nearly getting a title shot would have been even weirder. That is true, but now Ryback might have the title shot. Well, holy know- shit! So it's all right. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, uh, you never want to do it at Mania. Maybe the best way would have. Just been to a, a double count out or something. I don't know. That would be a then, bit shit, though. But what? Well, between those two. Yes, at Mania match. Oh, I never thought of that. Maybe we could get half about five, six minutes into the match, and the two of them just go right. Hang on, hang on. Let's be serious here for a second. This <laughs> is not going to be good. <laughs> no, they it... just stop in the middle of eighty thousand people and go. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Mark. This is Ryback talking. Mark, come over here. You know what? We know that this isn't going to be great. Why waste your time? So let's just do what everybody wants to see and have some hardcore nudity. Some hardcore. Oh, well, there you go. Mark was Mark Henry, obviously beating Ryback via landing on his head and then pinning him. It's just, it's just, it's just the type of match you'd expect to see on Raw, rather than it really wasn't a WrestleMania match. Nothing felt WrestleMania about about this match. When they, let's be honest, Mike. I mean, if they had had a gimmick to it or something, or went straight at it, 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 it even had the potential of being a lot better than it actually was as well. Well, those two together. Yeah, I mean, dare I say, it, had they had a, had some kind of, I mean, even if it had been a casket match, that might have been something. Uh, uh, to to do, but I, I can't help but feel these two, whether it's the chemistry or just lack of, I don't know, they're not good together. I think adding a gimmick into it or something would have been may have made this match a bit better wrestling. Wise, it was entertaining for the pure pure uh, cold sack of crapness that this match had. But other than that, I just try to think. I mean, is there is there anything that they could have done had it had it in a how about a trifle match? Okay, uh, oh, yes. Um, or a tri- trifle match. The two of them wrestle in an enormous bowl of trifle. You see, that would have got the fans excited. 
Exactly. You'd have had hundreds of thousands of people watching. Yes. Hey! Yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, the winner, only the winner, keeps his job. And if you don't win, you lose. And they have a double count out. What do you reckon? Oh, that could work. It could, couldn't it? Um, it, it could have been interesting. A, a trifle career match on yes. a pole. But they both lose. Um, where they both lose. Yes, no. I don't mind Ryback that much. Uh, uh, he's, he's not brilliant, but uh, he's okay. He's packaged well. Yeah, that That's it. He's packaged well. Ryback shows you what they can do with someone who's arguably not great in the ring, not great at promos, but as it, it shows you, when they creative think and get behind someone properly, it shows you what they can do with someone who, let's be honest, is average. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it sums up quite well. But the thing is, most people, where if they normally get in someone, if they build a gimmick around someone who's unbeaten and all that, often they pick someone who's fucking terrible, i.e. the Carlys and Kozlovs of the world. Yes. Sometimes you, they pick someone wonderful. Umaga was brilliant. Yes. And then right back somewhere in between. He's fairly bad, but... But his matches are short enough, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think... I mean, you watched it more than I did. Do, do you, they always compare Ryback to Goldberg, but do you think that's what WWE really needed to do, just have these short matches where he destroys people? Um, and Goldberg had, did that for a good, well, well over a year, didn't he? He did it for a long time, yeah. I mean, in my head... Ooh, it's tricky. I love Goldberg. I mean, we all know that his matches aren't fantastic, but... It's, you see him on a screen, and it's just aggression in a bottle. You just explode with fury, evil, and there's something about him brilliantly aggressive, and it works. Ryback is not as cool as Goldberg, I don't think, but I don't think he's as memorable as Goldberg, despite the obvious comparisons. But ah, he's pretty cool. He'll do. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, so from this. <laughs> What would you say the next worst matches? I've got, I've got some contenders, maybe, Mike. Um, we've got Fandango beating Chris Jericho in, in a in a one-sided match, really. Uh, having said that, Fandango was quite overall. I did like the crowd chanting his theme tune. That was amazing. That was hilarious. Apparently, um, when uh, as they were leaving uh, the arena, the WWE, someone in the WWE apparently played his theme tune again as the crowd were leaving, and everyone chanted that as well. Oh, that's that's amazing. Um, you this know. is what happens when... Because I got a text from a friend of mine earlier saying, have you seen Raw? And I went, no, not yet. I'm about to watch it. And he said, I think there are a few English people in the audience. And I thought, I'm, and I thought how could he tell? But as soon as you heard those charts, you're like, yep, that's us. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you've got... Uh, uh, that, that's a contender. Um, I, I'm... I'm in two uh, minds. Hey, I'm I'm leaning more towards Swagger Del Rio. Okay, we'll go. Yeah, I was going to say Swagger Del Rio, and the other one only because of disappointment. Uh, I was gonna, I was going to suggest Triple H and Brock Lesnar. It was disappointing, but then it. Ugh. Shall we go with uh, Del Rio uh, Swagger? I think so. Yeah. Now, if and this is a big if. Yep. Assuming we incorporated this into the Del Rio Swagger match, had Ziggler cashed in and won like he did in Raw for this WrestleMania, yep. I think we, I think this probably would be in the top three only because of that moment. It's one of those things where even though it wasn't that great a match, if Ziggler had done it afterwards and cashed in and won, we wouldn't have cared. Yeah, and the the, the, mat, the short match he had with Del Rio on Raw, uh, where where you where obviously Mike and I were talking about it earlier. 
before coming on air, uh, it, the way the way they teased that Ziggler might not actually win, and the crowd went absolutely crazy. And as I mentioned, Mike, um, obviously uh, down in America, WrestleMania is seventy bucks. I know, obviously for you, it's seventeen. It was eighteen in England, but then you pay that, and then everyone gets a, a big payoff for free on Raw when. You looked at WrestleMania and are saying it's quite the average show, let's say. Um, I think you, uh, I, I think they took something really that could have been a WrestleMania and made it a bit more of a big deal, especially in hindsight. What do you mean with the uh, the Ziggler cashing in bit? Yeah, I, I I could not see any reason why that was not done at Mania. Yeah, it is a bit mad, isn't it? I mean, I know I can understand the idea of let's save the odd big bit for Raw. I can kind of understand that. But at the time, for, a, for at the time it looked like there was going to be Rock on Raw, so that would have been lovely. There was even talk of Lesnar on Raw, as you and I spoke about earlier. Yeah. And let's be honest, Swagger Del Rio. Did anyone really give a shit without Ziggler involved? No, I don't think. No, and uh, arguably the person that appeared to be most over was Del Rio's ring announcer, Mister Rodriguez. Ah, I hadn't thought of that. He, he got he, the biggest cheer, if I remember. Did he? Cool. Yeah, when he said, Alberto... Well, I'm not going to do it, but yeah. Um, well, that's because he went on for so long. It was the longest... Alberto... he's ever done <laughs> that was but, over 10 seconds right? that was impressive uh, that was over 10 seconds that was closer to 30 I'd say <laughs> it was a two minutes Mike um right Fabulous. that's that's a wow wow you know they they they, they uh they exuberate the numbers at Wrestlemania 3 and live in attendance so we can do this it's only fair that's true I, what I just did was the longest Alberto Rio that in fact that was an indoor record for a uh, in, for a uh, a thing, for a, uh, an announcement. That's it. It was the longest. It was the longest single syllable within the announcement in indoor sports event history. Absolutely. So technically, yeah. we're both indoors. So <laughs> we mentioned the negative about this match before, but it does seem Del Rio and it seems Del Rio versus Zeb Coulter. I mean, that's where it still felt like that in a way with Zeb Coulter doing his uh, doing his promo at the beginning. Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean, let's be, let me, without Zeb Coulter, this would have been as dull as us. But that's the weird thing. We should hate Zeb Coulter in a way because obviously he's an evil racist bastard. But at the same time, without him, I'd have cared even less. He did, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, he was that he was, he was in that he was a very much better and more effective heel than Jack Swagger. And any heat that Jack Swagger had, really, uh, the little heat they did had, you'd have to thank uh, Zeb Coulter, aka Dutch Mantel, for that. I think. Well, that, well this is the thing. If it wasn't for that storyline, which obviously, as we say, is a bit of a risk, and yes. it wasn't for that storyline. Then Swagger had to do it on his own, and let's be—and I hate to say it—Swagger doesn't have that kind of charisma. No, and uh, well, I mean, on Raw it looks like uh, it really appears with um, Ziggler winning that the Jack Swagger thing because he tapped out again. Uh, that storyline's over. Yeah, what the hell's going to happen now? I was thinking about this because um, Ziggler is a Brit is is heel and brilliant. Yep. Swagger is 
heel and all right. Del Rio, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you or something, James. Del Rio feels more natural as a heel as well. So I wonder if he might go heel again shortly. Who the hell's gonna challenge for the belt? Well, that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you got Seamus and Orton. That's true. That, that they're basically the only options. I mean, Seamus or Big yeah, Show, but no, never. We don't want that. No. I mean, Orton could challenge. Uh, Orton Ziggler. Could be an interesting match. They've, they've wrestled before quite well. Yeah, but I think either Orton Ziggler or Seamus Ziggler or end up having a triple threat after a few pay-per-views. But I think this is really WWE's chance to get behind Ziggler. I mean, if, if Ziggler beats Orton, um, you know, in, in a singles feud, you know, and, and beats him... Uh, I, um, I, I think he probably would because of all of Orton's misbehaviour over the last uh, however long. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, years. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't think they put the belt on Orton again anytime soon. Right. But they can have some. But they can have some great matches together. Yeah, shit in the bag on a pole match. Excellent. Oh, there's a thought. Shitty handbag on a pole match. No, no, you shit in a bag on a pole. You got to get up and poo in there. But no, I'm joking. Um, oh, I see. You have to climb the ladder, then shit in the handbag. Yeah, to win. Is it? Um, is it one of those where it's a loaded shitty handbag? So if you get hit with the shitty handbag, you instantly get knocked out. That'd be interesting. Oh, that! Oh, look at this! Look at the! Look at this, Mike! The intricate storyline and creative detail that you and I are doing—it's—it's it's absolutely amazing. I must give ourselves a pat on the back. It's the little details you need, you know. It this is. Could, this could be up there with stinging Jake Roberts, coal miners, loaded glove, the pole match. <laughs> with a rat, yeah, absolutely. With a rat. Yeah. How about how how about they both the wrestlers have a rat in their pocket? Yeah. They have to climb up the pole, the rat shits in the handbag, then you hit the opponent with the... the, the rat has to hit the opponent with the shitty handbag, then you pin them for the win. Oh. And, the, and the rat's the champion. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Perfect. M- more heat than David Arquette that would have. Oh, wow. David oh. Ar- oh, but then we get a Clash of the Titans with David Arquette versus the rat. Yeah, that's true. That'd be interesting. Double count out. I'm um, just trying to think which rap, which which celebrity rap could we use? Roland. Ah, oh, that would be great. Think of the promos. Ro- oh, I can see it now on Raw. I actually have an image of Todd Grissom standing next to Roland Rap. That's wonderful. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so we've got... Um, I don't remember a lot about Roland Rad, but I, but I do know it would be a lot of fun. I know he went, yeah, a lot, and that's about it. Uh, well, that'll do. Excellent. It's a, it's a better catchphrase than we the fucking people. We the people. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that was the, uh, the there we go. That's uh, Alberto Del Rio, the, the second uh, not very good match on the card. What, what do you think's next? I mean, I mentioned Fandango Joker, and I've also mentioned Triple H Lesnar. The reason why Triple H Lesnar was bad, apparently, within the, uh, very quickly, within the first few minutes of the match, I believe, Brock Lesnar knocked himself out. And apparently, yes, I... he didn't know what was going on. Was it that bad? Apparently so, yeah. That's why Triple H had to call all the spots, apparently. Which does make sense why it really... I mean... <sighs> I'm going to say something. The Undertaker Punk, one of the best matches on the card, obviously, yeah? Right? Yes. The build-up yes. was very poor. We weren't really that excited, but it was a much better match. It, it, it was almost like the Triple H and Lesnar, they swapped themselves around, where the build-up for Triple H and Lesnar was awesome, but the match disappointed, where the Undertaker was the other way around. 
Oh, I see what you mean by fine compadre. I, I'm, to be honest, you're yeah. probably right. I mean, what would you say, Fandango, Jericho? Um, because, but, but then we didn't expect much from that match anyway, but we expected more from Triple H Lesnar, and that really disappointed. Even the crowd, it was you could hear a pin drop almost. Fandango, Jericho, though, I'm slightly surprised that you said that, because although Fandango, Jericho, let's be honest, Fandango did bugger all, Jericho was shit hot. So we're going with Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, why um, The third not very good match on the show. Uh, yeah, the build-up was awesome. Shawn Michaels getting thrown in was interesting, but a bit... Random. Well, yeah, because in a way, it not quite made it a handicap match, but let's be honest, Triple H and Shawn Michaels have an advantage over Lesnar Heyman, I think, you know? It was, it, I mean, it was kind of... I mean, if Shawn Michaels being part of Mania in any way is brilliant. But he he went, he turned up, ran in, got his ass handed to him, and that was it. No, it oh, yeah, I think he super-kicked Paul Heyman at one point as well. Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. Then he got F5'd. Yeah. Uh, first of all... Brock Lesnar, he didn't tap out. It looked like he would, thank goodness. I thank mean, e- everyone yeah. showed what a monster that Brock Lesnar was, was uh, by refusing to tap out. But then... Can you just say refusing in that voice again? Please? Refusing to uh, tap out. Now, didn't we come up with a character f- idea for Brock Lesnar as well? Did we? I can't remember. Can't you remember? No. We had a nice... Oh, how no, not... no, no, no. Anyway, moving on. Uh... You, just, you just remember what it is, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Mo- <laughs> moving on. Are um... we not allowed to say that? <laughs> no. Oh. Brock, Le- Brock... <laughs> Triple H uh, defeating... I- I'm not going to say... No, 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 no. A deviant. Shall we say? A, de- a, de- a deviant. Triple H. Deviant of the night. A deviant indeed. Triple H. Versus, versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. I think... This is starting to feel a bit like Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross, and the elephant in the room is Brock Lesnar doing something weird that no one should know. No, 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 no. No one will know, Mike. They'll never know. Triple H versus. If you want to know what it was, email us at www.podcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at WWPod. What the hell are they talking about? What the hashtag? What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> For the fifth... Hashtag Deviant of the Night. Deviant of the Night. Triple H defeating uh, 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 Brock Lesnar. Should Brock Lesnar have won, Mike? Knowing yes. that he's got to. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind Simple of. Simple as that, yes. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, is there any way you could have seen Triple H obviously winning, but Brock Lesnar getting his heat back straight away by basically. Destroying Triple H, making them bleed everywhere, and he gets carried out in a stretcher. Would that have helped, or not at all, still? Well, that would have helped, but how are you going to keep Lesnar as this marauding monster when he comes in every three months if, if he loses? Yeah well, yeah, well, he's lost two out of the three matches. He's exactly. Been. He's been back for a year and won once. That's yeah. not how you book a monster. No, it's not how you book a monster. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know what? I probably... This is an interesting one. I mean, yeah, Brock Lesnar, yeah, he probably, I think he needed to win that one, only in terms of he's going to draw more money because he's more believable as a, as, a, as a monster by beating Triple H. Um, unless and was... also, imagine the the thing you could say, oh my God, not only is he a tough bastard, he retired Triple H. Yeah, and someone, someone interestingly, yeah, yeah, said that Shawn Michaels should superkick Triple H 
and then put uh, Brock Lesnar on top of uh, Triple H and then count out. And the reason for Shawn Michaels doing that, um, Shawn Michaels saying, I couldn't see you get your arm broken and, and being destroyed by Brock Lesnar again, so you can blame me for losing, for making you lose, you know? Uh, setting up a maybe a retirement match for Triple H at WrestleMania 30 or something with the two. Uh, someone said this to me, a uh, similar thing as well, saying, um, because I've heard, apparently Triple H just said he wants Shawn Michaels to be his last ever opponent. Yeah. So maybe that would have been a good idea. If Shawn Michaels suited with Triple H for whatever reason, then they have a SummerSlam match, and then that's it. Yeah, because, yeah. Or, or you could have even done it at Mania 30. Uh, Triple H versus Michael. I mean, you know, if you built it as the last time we're going to see these two in the ring wrestling in any form. Obviously, I know Shawn Michaels semi-retired, you know, is retired, but... It'd be great to dust him off for, the, for one like this, though. It'd be, a, it'd be a huge draw. Yeah, and at WrestleMania 30, Mike, 3-0... Yeah, massive buy rate. Yeah, especially I mean, I mean, the Rock hasn't obviously been confirmed, uh, but we'll get for WrestleMania 30. Um, oh right. We'll, we'll, even though there were no, apparently he said to for the press uh, at the weekend he hasn't confirmed it, but we're all assuming he's going to be there. But what's interesting, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, with his, uh, obviously he got injured, didn't he, during, during the match, but we'll talk about that in a bit, because we're talking about, obviously, Triple H, Brock Lesnar. Triple H, apparently, um, I don't know whether it's storyline or true, he's getting a, an MRI done on, on his arm, isn't he? Oh, uh, yes, but at the same time, he's apparently going to be on SmackDown on Friday. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, because it was interesting that, considering he beat Brock Lesnar, the lack of Triple H there, so I'm assuming it's not storyline, because it didn't make any sense for him not to be there. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe they just thought we'll give the night off because it'll be a bit knackered. <laughs> maybe. Well, no, you know what I mean, because he just had a, a massive match. He doesn't wrestle much these days. True. Possible. Yeah, maybe. And then we'll put him on SmackDown where no one will see him. Put him on <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so there you go. That's our next worst match. It, just, it was just very underwhelming, and I think... You know, I'm not, I, I don't want to say I got bored during the match because it started off really well. Um, it started off fantastic. I mean, like, like at the time like, when me and Jay's watched Mania together, as as we tend to do, and um, when Lesnar suplex slash just lobbed Triple H through the Spanish announce table, it was fantastic. That was an amazing table bump spot type thing. But then it wasn't long after that they did things just kind of settled down and may, maybe, maybe that would explain if Lesnar really was knocked out and was puzzled and confused that would make sense there while Triple H had to do a lot of the work. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I give you that. Well, actually, you know, think about it. Look, Lesnar was still in control for a fair bit. So it wasn't a vague idea where he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Triple H was allegedly, I think, calling the spot. So I've heard, but uh, um, right. but yeah. Um, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Uh, so, but, but... I'm sceptical. I'm a little sceptical now. You're <laughs> sceptical, ladies and gentlemen. But then again, whatever happens, Mike, whether it's Brock Lesnar's fault or otherwise, or no one, you know, no one's, potentially no one's fault, really, it still wasn't that great a match. Um, and it's a shame. It, was, it, uh, it, it wasn't, and it was... Part of that was because the wrong man won. Maybe I can I can I can understand that. Um, and he didn't really. And even after him winning, he didn't really get his heat back because Triple H and Shawn Michaels were celebrating in the ring. So exactly, it was just like right. Lesnar, uh, uh, this this massive draw, this monster. 
has has just jumped for Triple H, and there's no no reason or point behind it. I mean, you could easily have just said, have just had Triple H not put his career on the line. Mm. And then, yeah. They, yeah, they didn't have to do that. No, they didn't have to do that. Very strange. So next up, um, what, what match are you thinking, Mike? Let's see, what's left? The Shield, um, the Shield match, Team Helmo, Fandango's Hell match, Undertaker Fandango. and John Cena and The Rock. Okay, uh, let me think. The Hell No match was quite good. The, the Hell No match was one of my favourite matches. So, oh, hang on. We've got the Hell No Let's go Fandango-Jericho next. Fandango-Jericho next then. Um, I, think, I think all credit to Chris Jericho. It, I think this definitely showed that they really should, I don't think, debut someone at WrestleMania. It's a bit strange. It's a very odd way to do things. I mean, they really push Fandango, and by the sounds on Raw, I mean, you know, there's a chance he's getting to 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 my surprise, he's getting over. Um, yes, but let's be honest, that was a British crowd. Well, potentially. And, well, by the looks, uh, by the looks of things, and obviously I could be wrong here, a lot of that crowd was English, and were clearly taking the piss. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week, and obviously the week uh, we're going on the 22nd uh, of April, down to Raw. And it, that will be very interesting to see then, yeah, what 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 the, what, what we, the the British, make of Fandango, when it's all English people, yes. It, it, he's either going to be cheered a lot in an ironic way, or booed out the fucking building. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be interesting. There'll I mean... be no in-between with him. No. And unfortunately for Jericho, it was no Steamboat Savage, or nothing, nothing like that. But yeah, as you said, Chris Jericho basically had a match with a broom. I think you mentioned, or sort of really? Phil might have mentioned. One of you mentioned. Someone said that, yeah. But indeed, it basically Jericho made went out, made himself look brilliant as obviously he is, but then lost to Fandango with a, the weirdest roll up I've ever seen. Yeah, it looked a bit. I don't know whose fault it was. It looked, it looked a bit funny. He won, and not too many people cared at the time. More, a lot obviously. Raw was completely different, but for this one, yeah. no one really cared. Which, which seemed to apathy reign supreme. I think in, in, in at least fifty percent of the matches at WrestleMania, and this was, uh, uh, you know, most of the big ones, other than Take a Punk. That's true, actually. Yeah, there was a lot of. Oh, hang on, what's happening? Oh, fuck me! Look, there's an enormous match happening. Yeah, so next up, Mike, we've got The Shield. Team Hell No. Uh, Cena or Cena, Rock, and Undertaker Punk. This is tricky, this one. Part of me wants to go for John Cena and The Rock because it did. So do I, so do I. But then we're having The Shield, but yeah, I, I, think, I think based on the reason why we put Triple H Lesnar there, I think we should be, we've, in a way, we've got to put John Cena, uh, John Cena and The Rock there. I think we have to, yeah. And, Part of the reason was the crowd. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the Hogan-Rock match, I mean, I think John Cena pointed out um, on the Rock's DVD, you watch Hogan and the Rock match, the match we watched of Mania 18, yeah, did commentary. You watched it with the volume down, it's not that great, is it? Let's be honest, it's a very average match for WrestleMania. Ah, yes, that's a good point. But then you, you watch it with the volume turned up and it transforms the match. This is what didn't happen to, to this match. It was similar to last year's. We know, obviously, the Rock has suffered an injury um, at Mania. Well, I'm 
I saw an interesting thing the other day. Yeah. This could be utter arse. I have no idea. But I did see one or two Facebook posts saying, if it really is true that The Rock has done a runner from Raw, something, something, something. And I thought, what? Okay. Uh, but I can't see why The Rock would walk out of Raw. He's The Rock. No, I don't he's know. Al- he, he's always been very loyal. He has. I mean, he suffered a hernia. Granted, apart from pissing off for seven years, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was a two-way thing, though, to be honest. The rest, I think that was apparently... Vincent Mann didn't even talk to The Rock about renewing his contract, allegedly, and that upset The Rock as well. Oh, really? Oh, I apparently so, yeah. Allegedly so. It's on this DVD. Um, the Rock report, yes, reportedly suffered a hernia at WrestleMania 29 in, di- in addition to a torn abdominal muscle torn off the bone. Um, and that sounds horrific. It does, which is which is the reason why I wasn't there. I know uh, there were reports before Raw went on the air, there was a mass panic and everything, but um, I think he torn it in the first half of the match. Um, it goes to show why this wasn't that great, but interestingly, the last five, six, the last, say, like, half dozen minutes of the match were really good. Absolutely, absolutely. And we it kind of it kind of reminds me a bit of Undertaker Edge from a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, an, an average match. We're kind of built up to to a crescendo uh, towards towards the end. Yes. But, I mean, this match, John Cena didn't. I felt it didn't really tell much of a story other than we're going to kick out of people's finishes. Um, but it didn't. Uh, which uh, oh well. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it, 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 there wasn't any. I know it's like an odd thing to say, especially these days when you have some matches that are just more spots, more technical or whatever, and that some of those matches are just wonderful. But this particular match was about two guys... T- Cena matches usually have a lot of story to them, and this didn't, and it suffered for it. Yeah. And there was no crowd heat. Um, and you can't say, because it's a big arena, that you couldn't hear the crowd, because... During the Daniel Bryan yes chance and Undertaker Punk and We Want Ziggler, you clearly heard that. That was very audible. And, I mean, you could almost hear John Cena call spots in the ring and heard them talking to each other when I watched the match again. Oh, dear. I didn't know about that. And you really shouldn't be hearing that at a mania when the crowd should be going mental. This is the main event. Partly to blame, I think, Mike, uh, I think we mentioned, was... Um, they had the uh, Hall of Fame people, beautiful, great, and then John Cena came out for a match. That's what it pillar. There was no build-up, there was no coming up next, and, and also at Mania Mike, there were no backstage segments, and I think this match could have really helped with an interview with John Cena and The Rock throughout the evening leading up to the match, especially with The Rock being, you know, you know, get the, you know they're all chanting The Rock's name, you know, and if you smell, and start doing all his catchphrases. Uh, to, to one of the interviews at the back. You needed that, I think. And I think you needed the entrances to be a much bigger deal than they were. Hell, I mean, Triple H Triple H got more of a big entrance. Uh, you know, Undertaker got a really nice entrance. CM Punk got a band. And you couldn't even do this for the freaking main event. It was very strange there, wasn't it? I mean, as you say, if they had put in a rock interview, it could have been amazing. Having in li- having living colour there for the- for CM Punk's entrance was fantastic. That was so good. But with these two, it was just right. Go. Was, uh, what? Uh, huh? Yeah, and Mike, you can't use. I mean, I know that I know people could argue, but they were stretched for time. WrestleMania finished, I think, about fifteen minutes before the four hours slot. Before they have to finish. So let so that in in hindsight, no excuse for that really, in my opinion. Or if they needed more time, if they did need more time, don't book Puff Daddy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, he won't like that, Mike. He won't like that. Fuck him. Yeah, well, there you go. 
Um, no, I, I've always admired P. Diddy. I actually have. I used to watch his Behind the Music documentary a lot. But they just it was just so out of nowhere. This is a wrestling show. I, I, I'm sure a P. Diddy concert would be a fun thing to go to. Even for me as a rock fan, I, I'd probably go. But I, just, I, I tuned in for a wrestling show. I'm not in the mood for, for a music thing. Granted, I, that may sound like I'm going back at myself when talking about In Living Colour. But that's part of the creation of a cool match. This was just weird. It was, and it was, I mean, it, looking in hindsight, I think the only way that they might have used P. Diddy to a positive effect is just if they did it before the main event, and basically you had the video of, of the highlight reel of Cena Rock playing as P. Diddy's recording live, and we see the highlight reel, um, you, know, you know, like as they do the promo package of Cena Rock to P. Diddy's live performance. Now, that, that would have been a better way of doing it, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone then, at least, you know, but... Uh, yeah, and I think because... Hang on, hang on, hang on. No one wants to kill P. Diddy, I hope. No, no, no. No, no. Um, I, I, I mean, I, like I say, I mean, I, I didn't like the performance. That doesn't mean I want to do anything to him, and I certainly haven't hired anyone. Not yet, anyway. No. So, <laughs> triple... Yeah. Um, well, John... that was uncomfortable. Carry on. <laughs> John Cena versus Rob... I would... On the record, I'm not killing anyone. No, he's not killing anyone. No. I'm just a poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> Thunderbolt and lightnings, Mike. Thunderbolt and lightning. Um, right. that's, what they, that's what they call me. Yes, yes, and I find it quite frightening. Yay, I'm terrifying. Galileo. E Galileo. <laughs> Excellent. So... <laughs> Will you do the fun? Dang! <laughs> Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> John Cena the Rock didn't live up to it. It wasn't as good as last year. Um, there you go, job done. Uh, any more to say on that? Um, BL's above has the devil put aside for me. Excellent. The Shield. Um, what do you reckon? That's next, I think. Versus uh, Seamus, Randy, and Orton. Randy Orton and Big Show. Randy and Orton. Randy it, and Orton. I know. There's a lot. They, they were both there. Absolutely. A ten, ten, ten minutes, thirty-five second match. You timed it? I oh, know, I've got all of them here. I've got all the times here. Oh, that makes more sense. Cena Rock went 24 minutes, 12 seconds. Triple H Lesnar went 23 minutes, 58. Good. Excellent. This went, I thought this was a nice, in, in hindsight, or well, in the end, it was a nice little opener. It was yep. solid, if yep. unremarkable, but I think it's exactly what you needed. Um, uh, the Shield winning. Fair enough, it was just with a spear on Randy Orton. Um, looking at the match again, it was a nice storyline. The fact that they didn't tag Big Show, Big Show got upset. But I still kind of wanted the ho- I wanted the Orton heel turn rather than a Big Show just being a dick. But um, I, I, an Orton heel turn would have at least been interesting. A Big Show heel turn just means bugger. He's 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 still here. <laughs> bugger, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Speaking yeah. of which, wasn't John Cena talking about dance moves and a heel turn on Raw? Fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> and what about a little heel turn? Hey! And the uh, sex with chocolate. Sex with chocolate was very funny as well. It, it, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and it was. I mean, we've seen John Cena at his worst and at his best uh, during the build-up to WrestleMania. I think this was at him almost at his best. Absolutely. He is a funny guy. He's just 
the way he's packaged does not suit 2013. No, I mean it suits the kids, but it does. Yeah, it doesn't suit. It doesn't suit us. No. No. And we and it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because although obviously, if you want to aim wrestling at kids, that's fine. And if the kids are the main audience, that's absolutely fine. But then why did more kids watch it when it was more for adults in the late 90s? Absolutely. There's got to be a reason. As adults have more money to spend. They do. They do. They do. And we'll get to that in a bit. I, I read, I, if I can still find it, there's an interesting letter. But, um, but I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll speak to you about that in a, in a bit. Um, but yeah, is, it letter, is, it, is it the letter M? Uh, oh, it's done. Sesame Street is over. Um, so there you go. Is, this, is Sesame Street not there anymore? I don't know. I th- I'm sure it is. Yeah, I it is. Some, it is. I saw some bizarre footage from that a little while ago, right? Where James Blunt, who is from the fifth circle of hell, was on <laughs> Sesame Street. He, he's a fun guy, but that's about it. He was on Sesame Street performing that song "You're Beautiful," but he it was a song about shapes, and he called it "My Triangle." It was a bit random. It was a bit exactly. random. It was. Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> it was. It was just it, everyone watching it was thinking, "Which was the Bermuda Triangle?" And you'd fucking fall in. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know what to say. I triangle. I triangle. I triangle. Fuck off. <laughs> Moving on to something less uh, crass and controversial. Not controversial. You know, you know one thing that annoys me a bit, Jones? What? Adults who don't like swearing. What's wrong with them? Uh, I can understand. I can't. Okay. I don't. I don't get it. In my head, in my head, if you're above the age of eighteen, or if you're more, or if you're more honest, twelve, swear swear words are just other words. I don't understand why people are offended by them. They're just words. They are just you know? words. They are just words. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Well, well, from 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 swear words and negativity to yes words, Mike. Yes. Team hell no. Uh, what what a nice it's seven and a half minutes pretty much seven minutes twenty nine seconds. What a yep. nice match this was. It felt, I mean, you know, it was just good. I, I didn't expect that much for this match. It was just nice, and I can't believe this is the second best match on the show. But it is for me. It's a bit, it's a bit random, isn't it? That this is the second best match on the show. But because going into it, we were like, hang on, why on earth is Ziggler and what's his name? Biggie Langston. J- Jackson. Yep. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> now I think about it. Mm-hmm. The way they're pushing Ezekiel Jackson, and this isn't because of the obvious comparisons, right? Is it Ezekiel Jackson being pushed exactly? Hang on, I just fucked it up, didn't I? Biggie it, Langston. Hang on. That's it. It's Big Biggie Langston. Yep. Ezekiel Jackson. Yep. Two big, two big muscular. Uh, uh, black guys. Mm-hmm. Why are they being pushed in exactly the same way? No idea. As silent but deadly. Silent because uh, they can't cut promos. Maybe I don't know. They're being pushed in exactly the same way. I don't Ezekiel know. Jackson didn't work, and that they're, they're assuming this will. 
See what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Because, I mean, I think these are very much a group. Of, a group. Yes, they are. But, but wasn't it interesting to see on Raw, Ziggler, the leader of that group, an enormous reaction. Mm-hmm. And what's his face? Biggie Langston in the ring. I didn't give a shit. Yeah, and that, yeah, and once again, Mike, it shows you this is Big, Biggie Langston's big debut. Uh, it, I mean, they didn't, you know, it shows you that maybe you shouldn't do two debuts, almost seemingly at, at at WrestleMania. It was an odd one. I mean, in some companies like TNA or Ring of Honor, the way you're packaged isn't quite as important as your in ring work. Right. With Ezekiel Jackson is in the WWE. In the WWE, they like characters. They like personality. And Biggie Langston doesn't really appear to have either. No, I think I think you've got to give them best part of year. Uh, it'll be interesting, Mike. Once, say, like, we get best part of year, but I think once we get to SummerSlam, I think we'll have a much better feel on where they're going with this guy. Okay, Mr. fair Langston. enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Especially now Ziggler's won the title. Be interesting. Yes, I see what you're getting at. Are we going to have like a Batista thing emerging? Maybe be interesting. Um, That'd be good. It'd be great if if Langston can do it. If he's good enough, hopefully he is. Yeah, absolutely. And they need to give him more mic time if that's the case. If that's the case, absolutely. <laughs> Could Biggie Langston be the next Batista? Wow, there you go. Um, because if because if he is, he's going to be in some shit films in about five years' time. Oh, oh, Mike. I don't mean that. I well, talking about not great films, such as Suburban Commando, which starred The Undertaker and CM Punk. Not CM what? Punk, obviously. I said, talking about not very good films, one of them hang comes on, to hang mind. On, hang on. Yep. CM Punk would have been about eight years old. No, I meant, I meant, I meant which starred The Undertaker and not CM Punk, sorry. Oh, sorry. For a minute, I thought you were confusing CM Punk with that little girl in Suburban Commando. Absolutely not. Best show on the card by... However, uh, however, yep. the little girl on Suburban Commando, there's a scene in Suburban Commando, I think it's in Suburban Commando, which I've seen, which I rewound and watched it about five times because it was so funny, where the, the family have been kidnapped or whatever, and obviously Hulk Hogan, that's a Suburban Commando, has to go and rescue them. Okay. And one, the kid says something about, I need to get... And my brace is done, or something weird like that. But all of a sudden, she descends into a language not of this world. Really? You're watching Superman Commando, and, and, and the mum is saying, come on, let's get out of here. We're, quickly, Hulk Hogan is here. We need to get you back to school. And she yells something like, but what about my braces? But she doesn't yell, what about my braces? She yells, we don't blow the braces! <laughs> I haven't... I haven't seen that, Mike. You'll have to show me. We'll have to find the clip somewhere. Need to see it. It's very strange. <laughs> I well, there you go, boys and girls. They... It's actually speaking tongues. It's very, very odd. <laughs> However, it's by far the funniest bit of that film. The funniest bit of the. <laughs> the... <laughs> well, I'm. Yeah, Undertaker, CM Punk. I, I think the only negative in this match was CM Punk's curse of the tables. Oh, that was a shame, yeah. Well, it was he, he drove a very hard elbow straight into the Undertaker and the table went nowhere. Yeah, 
that did look fairly painful. Um, <laughs> so it did. I mean, basically, that match it wasn't a five star classic, but I'd say three and a half, four star. It was better than anything else on the fucking cards. Yeah, but the unfortunate thing, Mikey, it was better than anything else. But let's be honest, in my quite a long way, you know. Well, I mean, even at last year's Mania, I mean, you had triple. You know, you know, the Triple H match was good. The Rock match was solid. I love that match. Yes, but there were, but, but. You know, you, you could speak about th- uh, three matches which were quite, three or four matches which were quite solid, quite, you know, fair, quite good. Uh, and, um, you know, you wouldn't have had any arguments where this one, we had one match, one main event worthy of being at WrestleMania. And the other two, you know, Lesnar, Triple H, John Cena, Rock and even Del Rio, they really weren't, in my opinion, worthy of being at a WrestleMania. It's a weird one. I remember very much uh, what we said about last year's Mania was it was one of two halves. You had three or four. You had three or four matches that were big and really good, and and three or four we went, "What the hell is this doing on Mania at all?" Such as Cody Rose versus Big Show, or Kane versus Randy Orton, or Randy Orton versus anything, and uh, it was a bit weird. And this year the card wasn't too bad it was and it was amazing you know there were some crackers on there by the looks of things and then afterwards you mean phil our friend phil who watched we just kind of looked at each other and went oh dear yeah i mean even when you looked at the card we said it should have been i know the build-up wasn't you know they maybe could have done the build-up a bit better but even looking at the card i mean you looked at it and you think okay this should be a solid show and you kind of you, you left you left there once again I'm going to say, you left the proverbial WWE restaurant with a bad taste in your mouth after what you thought was going to be a good night. It was the sort of thing where, um, it did. You went to the dinner table of WrestleMania. You looked at the menu. There was a lot of things you wouldn't pick, but there were two or three things where I thought, you know what, I, it wasn't what I was in the mood for, but it, I'm sure it's going to taste lovely. And afterwards, you'll think it was a one-course banquet. Well, yeah, that's that's essentially what it was. Um, uh, I don't know if all of our listeners can relate to the idea of a one-course banquet. I don't know. I mean, do do do. do I don't know if wrestling fans go to many um, evening banquets with the prime minister. Do they? Maybe. Because I've only been to two this year, and and prime minister was at one of them. The other one was with uh, Liz, sorry, the Queen, as she's also known, and it was just me and her. So I don't, I don't know if everyone else can relate to this. Can you? Do email us. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, Undertaker Punk, clearly the best match on the show. I'm sure you'll be nodding, hopefully, if you, if you watched uh, WrestleMania. Um, brilliant, brilliant match. It's different from last the last few years. Not as good. We weren't as excited going in, but hey, I tell you what, um, that match... Oh, we enjoy, all three of us that watch Mania enjoyed it the most. It all, what The only thing I would also change is I wish it was longer, but I can assume that's partly because of the taker being so hurt. It was 22 minutes and 7 seconds. So it was only, really? Yeah, so it was only a couple of minutes shy of the main event, which was the well, longest match. Well, bugger me, it felt a lot shorter in a way. But then that's saying, you, maybe that's saying, that's saying how good the match was. 
Maybe. They feel like it rushed past, yeah. yeah Lefty wanted so, more. Yeah, what, I, I, just, what an interesting thought. I know, and I watched the match again, and it starts off fairly slowish. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And my, ga- my other half, my girlfriend, uh, we, were, we were watching uh, WrestleMania uh, that, uh, on Monday evening. Um, she really didn't like John Cena and The Rock. She loved the Daniel Bryan match, and she loved the Undertaker match, and loved the Shield match. Uh, so I mean, so on the whole, it pretty much was, you know, she had the same feelings as us. From a very casual wrestling fan. Wow. So it's it's as if we know what the casual fan wants. Yes, yes, casual pod. Um Casual Pod. WW Casual. WW Casual. World Wrestling Casual. W World How about WW Casual T? <laughs> well, that's that's what it felt like. Well, that's what WrestleMania 29 felt like. And by the looks of it, when you see all the injuries, I mean there are reasons why some of the matches didn't quite live up to what they should do, which is a good thing, I think. So, so if all of these are true, we have Rock tore his. What did he tear? Because he had a hernia and tore one of his. I think his abdominal muscle off the bone. Oh, I thought it was to say it was X Pac. He tore his anus. <laughs> um, you had uh, Brock Lesnar being knocked out. Uh, and you know there was Lesnar was knocked out, yeah. And there were the two build main events. So, I mean, I mean, the only one that doesn't really have an excuse is Alberto Del Rio's match. Hmm, that's true. But that, as we as we said and repeatedly said, Mike, they could have done a quick fix to that by having Ziggler cash it in, and we wouldn't that's remember the match. We'll remember, you know, the biding memory of that match would have been Ziggler walking away with the title. Who would you like to see challenge Ziggler next? I know we sort of mentioned it earlier, but who would you like to see challenge him if you can pick anyone? Daniel Bryan. I'm exactly the same, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and I would like to. I mean, I would love. I would love them. That is, if you could get have Ziggler keep the belt, that's a fantastic SummerSlam main event. Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, maybe not the the co-main event in a ladder match or something, you know? Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, build up to that because because we all they all care about it, and I and I'd imagine that at that match, depending what you do with Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan up until, you're definitely going to get dueling chance, and it will feel like a, it will. I'd imagine it will have a big match feel. It's also a smart mark's dream, isn't it? When you think about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, it is a smart. <laughs> so overall, WrestleMania, Mike. Um, uh, the guy from the Sun, uh, Rob McNichol, reviewed WrestleMania, scored it a six out of ten, calling CM Punk the Undertaker a match of the night by a wide margin, citing it was a masterclass in timing, emotion, and expression. The Rock was criticised for, for struggling to keep pace with John Cena in, in the review, but there's a very good reason for that. Um, uh. But he said, ultimately, um, I think a very good summary by this guy, uh, the event was said to be, quote, a show without any real spark, unquote. And I think that sums it up quite well, no? He's got some good points in there. A show without really... mm. It it had a lot of pomp and... You know how people talk about pomp and circumstance? Yeah, apart from the main event uh, leading into it. But yeah, you're right. It's one of those things where it had a hell of a lot of glitter on it, but not a lot of substance. Yep. See, Mike, see, see, I keep saying, and I'm a dead stuck record, I piss people off when I say this, that that Mania needed a money in the bank match. Maybe, maybe. But I, that... Uh, I mean, you it, could have had one of the, what, a guy from The Shield win it, you know, for example. That crossed my mind. I mean... 
But you, you didn't. Basically, I think you could have fixed that mania and made it a great mania without needing money in the bank as well. You're right. You just, you just needed to make people care about those matches. Yep. Yeah, and I think John Cena and The Rock, I honestly think, Mike, had they made a bigger deal about the entrances and had a couple of backstage segments and interviewed both John Cena and The Rock prior to the match, you know, throughout the show, I think the, you know, the crowd would have been a lot more into it when they were coming out. It was almost a bit like they were surprised that John Cena was coming out. We all felt it. We were like, oh, okay. It was just, oh, now there's a main event. It's a strange thing, isn't it? If this was 1985, mm-hmm. like or whatever, the first Mania or whatever, if they had just come out, we wouldn't, we'd have found that fair enough. In a, maybe it's because we're used to these grand lavish entrances that we expected more. But either way, it just needed something. Even if it was Howard Finkel, as I said at the time, going, now it's time for your main event. Uh, Will we see you? No! World champion or whatever. It just need even a little announcement would have helped. Yeah, but there yeah. was literally nothing, nothing. Right. Absolutely not. But from WrestleMania to, I mean, what would you? I said I'd probably put it in between the four, in between. We had all the WrestleManias in a row. It would be between fourteen, between forty and fifty percent in terms of you know all the Manias. You put them in the list. That's yeah. That's probably yeah. So average, but on the slight negative side of average. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Probably in the same place as WrestleMania eighteen, really, as we were saying, you know. Yeah, probably, actually. That sounds up quite well. But probably one below, because WrestleMania 18 had... Um, a Rock Hogan. And it had a very... I mean, you know, Scott Hall, Sto- uh, Scott Hall Stone Cold Steve Austin was actually a, fa- a fairly good match. I can't remember what we said now about it when we commentated the other day. Uh, I don't think we, we didn't dislike it. And it had Flair... Oh, oh Rick Flair Undertaker was a quite a good match as well. Oh, that it? was quite good too, yes. Yes, yeah, so, so it's, it's not as good as 18. And there you go. There we go. That's our review. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. But Mike, you Monday. Know what? Yeah. Yes. Let's get to something happier quickly. Monday, Monday Night Raw, oh. right from the beginning. I mean, it had the buzz of a mania. I know, obviously, the crowd, but the crowd. Let's be honest. Throughout the beginning to end, the crowd were much hotter than Mania. And we, as we said, Mike, you can't make the excuse that like WrestleMania had an open arena because they were over for a couple of things. The 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 crowd at Raw were the funniest thing I've heard in ages. I mean, there was just Randy Savage, Rob Van Dam. We and the my favourite was probably after a while was we are awesome. Yeah. We are awesome, which was great. I mean, Michael Cole chants for no reason at all. Uh, it, it was so good. It was it, it was so strange how. You, I mean, the bits of the show were great, but bits of it were really weird. But because of the crowd, none of it mattered. <laughs> no, none of it did matter. It was it was strange. But yeah, I mean, what did we have? We had uh, Cena came out, talked a bunch of nonsense, and but then was quite funny about having sex with chocolate and whatever. Mark Henry was there, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I thought this was really weird. They said they were having a title match and then completely changed their mind. Yep. That's just all that's just cruel. Don't dangle the carrot if you're not going to do it. Yeah, I like the bit when Paul Heyman said about uh, CM Punk will be here next week and everyone booed which I thought was funny, but it, it was I thought it was like doing that twice. Yeah. Andy, Andy said Lesnar was up for a fight and he wasn't. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, do you remember last year after Mania when Lesnar came back and just destroyed, well, you know, F5 John Cena and kicked his hat out of the ring? What, what, a, what a few bunch of images that was. That was great. I mean, this, this had a couple of great moments too. I mean, what do you think they're doing with Ryback? Is he going heel or is he well, just facing it? Well, what I thought was funny is when they were announcing Dolph Ziggler as the new champion, they were very much announcing him as a face. Um, you know, they didn't really have a go at him cashing it in, essentially. Um, whereas whereas um, the, the announcing, especially Michael Cole, was a lot more negative on Ryback, going, what are you doing this Ryback? You know, and it almost felt like they were speaking to him about a heel. But he's never going to quite be a heel when he's facing John Cena because the crowd were loving it and lapping it up, weren't they? They adored it, didn't they? Yeah, and once again, I'm I'm pretty sure, come Extreme Rules, you, you're going to get dueling chants, you're going to get your Cena fans, and you're going to get people that want to see Ryback win. The only thing is, Mike, who's winning yes. that match? If that happens, who's winning it? It has to be John Cena. Uh, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, but then you're losing, Ryback's losing again. Oh, God, that's true. And you you don't really want a screw job finish, uh, you know, for your main event. Um, extreme, and Extreme Rules is just... I don't know. Um, it'll be an interesting one. And uh, what I do hope, though, if Cena wins, I hope it takes a lot to beat Ryback. You know, like about three FUs in a row or, so, or something stupid. And I really hope Ryback doesn't tap out. Oh, that'd be awful. It would. And you know what? Um, it's interesting that it, for some strange reason, a one-on-one of Cena versus Ryback never crossed my mind. Well, they teased it, really, at the Royal Rumble, didn't they? When you think about it. Oh, by having them as the last two? Yeah. I suppose so, actually. So it was kind of preempted at the Rumble, and it does make sense. It's just that I figured they'll be doing it um, maybe near a SummerSlam-ish time, around then, rather than now. But I don't have a problem. I don't know. I mean, do you have a problem with it? Do you, do you, do you think it's the wrong direction, or, or are, you, are you intrigued to see how they build it up and what the match will be like? I'm very intrigued to see how they work together. Because it, 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 this... This is another one where it, it could go very well, or because neither of them have a hell of a lot of moves, it could be really quite bad. But to be honest with you, Cena's the guy who got a couple of good matches out of the great Carly. And I was, a lot more I was just Carly. about to say that. Interesting, <laughs> at Extreme Rules as well. Um, so, mm. yeah, uh, it, it'll be interesting. It's like, um, I do remember very well two extreme rules where JBL and Cena had two really good I quit or really good hardcore matches one was I quit and actually were they both I quit matches uh, Judgment Day sure, but... I think it was Judgment Day 2005 it was uh, John Cena versus JBL with the I quit match where John Cena got all bloodied up that was a really good match that I, I think that that showed you that John Cena deserved the main event without doubt um, that match I think that you know like you get a couple of matches that confirms you know how good a how good a wrestler is, or confirm, or you know they're they're accepted, but you know they they are a big deal. And I think that was John Cena's moment. I can see you thinking, yeah, and it's so strange how times have changed so much for him. Because at the time, everybody was behind him. It seemed. Yeah, now he's just a construct, maybe. At the time. You could argue he hasn't changed a hell of a lot, but he just had more edge to him back then. He did, didn't he? Now, now he's yeah, yeah, he did. Um, go heel. <laughs> he's not going to go heel, but yeah. Why? 
Well, they, he, he's the poster boy. He's their biggest merchandise seller, and he's the face of all these charities that WWE work with. And he couldn't do that as a bad guy. They did it with Austin for a bit. Yeah, um, but even yeah, you're right. But I think I think they can still give him an edge. Well, we give him an edge and keep him a good guy. Yeah. I hadn't thought. And, of that. and we're not talking Adam Copeland. <clears throat> no, we're not talking Adam Copeland. So, uh, but... isn't, he the, isn't he the drummer for the police? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's Stuart Copeland. Sorry. Ah. Uh... Hang on a second. Oh no! I, I was about to say, isn't he the bass player for 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 you too? That's Adam Clayton. Well, if uh, if if um uh, if Adam Clayton married Stuart Copeland and took Stuart's name, maybe. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Um, and, and also, the guitarist in U2 is called... Yep. The Edge. Wow. There, <laughs> there you go. This uh, means that... What the fuck are we talking about? It happens quite often, Mark. We just often. wandered into an Irish rock band. Absolutely. <laughs> as you tend to do. As you, te- as you tend to do. As you tend to do, so 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 there you go. I mean, I mean, we we, we briefly touched on Raw and it being, uh, you know, a really wacky but fun Raw. Yes, indeed. Uh, we spoke about Mania being not what it, you know, not what it lived up to be, and how we were slightly dis- disappointed. Well, let me think. There's one or two other things you I mentioned on the phone to you earlier. I, or, or was it? I can't remember if I mentioned. Yes, this was on the phone to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Sheamus versus Orton to face the Big Show, and then none of them actually faced the Big Show. That was kind of weird. That was very... Yes. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, I'd imagine they might have a number one contender match on SmackDown of the next Raw. One interesting thing was obviously Wade Barrett winning back the title. We couldn't forget that. Um, uh, of course, yes. I liked that, and there. I got a tiny bit annoyed at the same time. Why is that? I loved the fact that Wade Barrett won. Wade Barrett was super over. It was fantastic. But the selfish part of me th- thought, why couldn't they wait two weeks when they go to England for that? Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Had it as like one of the, you know, had it near the main event spot or whatever. Oh, I never. Yeah, that would have been good. Actually, am I just, am I just being selfish, or do you think um, that would have, you know, they should have waited? Uh, has but having him win a title on the first Raw after Mania though is a great time to do it as well. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably, hopefully, though, they will have a rematch. Because that match was quite good, I thought. It was. And Miz looked very good, I thought. Yeah, he does. And they had quite, they had a good chemistry. And hopefully, next week, they, they Miz says, I'm going to beat you in front of your home crowd in England or something, you know? Oh, there's a thought. So, so I'm going to make you tap out like a bitch, like the bitch you are, as we're, you know, you know to all your fans in England or something. Uh, and then, and then <laughs> see what happens. Did you hear? Um, yeah, actually, this this reminds me of something. You remember? You remember when you and I saw TNA at the end of January? Yes. And whenever they um they were, whenever they mentioned another country, we just booed it out of the building. Yes. It was like, okay, we're here in England today. Yesterday we were in France. Boo! Yesterday we were in the north in Manchester. Boo! Yesterday we were in Italy. Boo! And then, and then Jeremy Boy said, "Oh, come on! It's still Europe." It's that like, you just don't get it, do you? Mm-hmm. We're English. We don't get on with anyone, <laughs> but we're fabulous. No. 
<laughs> yeah, I can, I can, yeah, that's what wrestling crowds are like, isn't it? I mean, is that when the, is that remember that time when they when they introduced Robbie Brookside? Yes, on Raw and described him as Liverpool's own Robbie Brookside. So of course everybody booed. <laughs> How the yeah they should they should have said England's own really shouldn't they? Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's a bit like um, I never quite get. Well, they'll announce, and next week on Raw we're going to have a championship match, and it's a bit like, well, you can't really expect the people live to be excited about it, you know? Yeah, they're true. not going to be watching it. Uh, yeah, it's like one of those deals. Are you? Ex- I mean, are you excited for Raw in England, even though we have no idea what we're getting? Well, there were a couple of things crossed my mind during Raw today. Yep. Well, I thought when Ziggler won the belts. Yeah. I one thing crossed my mind of this is the sort of thing why I watch it. The the achievement of an individual, yeah, and also the drama of the whole thing, yeah. Um, yeah. Which which got me thinking, yeah. So hopefully, when we see it in a couple of time, I'll remember that in the back of my head, you know. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I where when it comes to the the day itself. And uh, and we'll meet up when we get into the arena. Then I'll think, Yahoo! Yeah, yeah, you probably will. I mean, yeah, uh, going back to the Ziggler thing, did you think it was going to happen one, Mike? And did you mark out for his music? I sort of was, <coughs> because I'd seen a photo. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, I already knew. Well, I was already, uh, I saw a photo and thought, hang on. I don't remember this image before, that kind of thing. So I pretty much already knew. <laughs> But, oh, I marked out ridiculously. You know, yeah, and I think had that happened at Mania, you, me, and Phil, it would have been, it would have jumped up, wouldn't we? I, I, <coughs> I, I, I ran, I was in the living room watching it on my tablet, and I moved into the kitchen to watch it, because I, I knew if he won, I would need to celebrate a bit. With what? I actually, <coughs> I, no, no, just to be, because I didn't want to jump up and down randomly in front of my family, and they go, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I do that all the time. Ah, uh, well, that's nice. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. I can't talk much now because I keep coughing. So, <coughs> what? Are you okay, dear? I will live. I will live. So, Mike, take the, take the show away. Our, our, our WrestleMania is in the bag. We've got another year to wait till the next Mania. I won't be discussing the letter regards to John Cena. We can do that another day, which I mentioned. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Why not? It's really long. You're long. It is, I know. It basically goes, okay, it goes on about why he thinks John Cena, you know, he's been a wrestling fan for years and years and he's not anymore. But it's, it makes some interesting points. Okay, we'll get to that next week. See, now we've said that, you'll have to tune in next time. Woo! So for now, I'm just going to talk about this. Now then, we at WW Pod, myself and James, and uh, what's her name? The secretary, Jackie. We, um, Sometimes I, I think to myself, yeah, we, we, have, we have listeners from all sorts of countries, from all over the world, and it's crossed my mind, you know, we're quite English, me and James, we're very English, but I don't think in like an evil way, if you know what I mean. We're not xenophobic or anything, we're just us. For the Canadians, hello. For the Americans, hello. The Ghanaians, hello. The French, f- no. The French, hello. So what I'm thinking is I want to give you guys a brief taste of what <clears throat> let me think. I just burped and was sick of it in my mouth. I want to give you guys 
a real taste of what it's like to be a wrestling fan here in the UK. Okay? And I think the best way to do that <clears throat> is for me to recite the words of a beautiful English poem all about being English. And it's called Help Me Ronda by the Beach Boys. You see, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. As I open up my weed book here, it's not really called Help Me Ronda, obviously. It's called Help Me Dunder. Never. To be English is to be a proud man. To be English is to love a woman or a man. <coughs> to be English is to be strong and resolute. To be English is to have conviction. And finally, to be English is to yell your tits off at every sporting event beyond belief, especially, especially when we hear the following sacred British music. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the English National Anthem. Game. Yeah. 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 